All right. Welcome to Save Our Golf Podcast. Uh, I am alone, but I, Derek's here somewhere in spirit. Um, the funniest thing is people have been calling him the guest host, and I'm sticking with it. I don't remember who came up with that, but it's my favorite. Um, but I'm joined by Ralph and Raul from Los Golferos. Uh, so, fellas, welcome back. Great to catch up with you for this last half hour that we have been supposed to be doing the pod. Um <laughs> And for reference, Derek is okay. He just slipped and fell and broke his phone, but he's okay. Um, but I'm excited to hear about what you guys have been doing with the brand, but also with the yeah, tournaments and then obviously the charity Ralph was telling me about. I'm excited to hear all of it. Yeah, man. No, thanks for having us back on. Yep. Absolutely. It was a hell of a time we had at the Shindig. So we uh, were catching up a little bit beforehand. So good times. You like how I didn't call you Hector this time either? Hey, like, like I said, in uh, in IG, I've been called worse, so I don't mind. Hector is the brother from another mother, so it's all good. You know, in person, you guys look very similar. It, it's the beard, dude. It must be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The beard. Because I was like... That's why, that's why I don't grow one, bro. That's why I don't grow one. <laughs> is that why? Yeah, that's why, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Hector and I haven't gotten that. Like they, they thought that Hector was my brother versus my real brother. When we, all three of us are golfing or all four of us go golfing and they're like, he's your brother. And that guy's not your brother. It's like, no, dude, he's like one of my best friends, but yeah, it, it's happened a couple of times. At our first tournament, someone was like, are you Derek's brother? And I was like, no, he go, they're like, are you sure? I was like, I'm a hundred percent positive. I am not Derek's brother. And it, the funniest part is just, I was Derek's brother was walking by. Um, I was like, not even close. <laughs> I don't even feel like Derek and I look similar, like at all. I was about to say, where did they get that from? Because like, you have the long hair. He's kind of got the shorter, the shorter look going on. What's where did they get it from? Well, like my brother has shorter hair and short everything, and like I, to me it doesn't matter. But like facially and like structurally, Derek and I look at anything like. I have no oh, yeah. idea. They're like, they're like, are you Cameron? I said, no, I'm Dominic. I'm like, I don't know who Cameron is. And then they're like, that's Derek's brother. And I was like, oh, that's right. He does have one named Cameron. <laughs> oh, man. Mistaken identity. That's all it is. Yeah. But I didn't call you Hector this time. So, hey, like I said, all good on that one, Dom. So we're off to a good start, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Off to a good start. <laughs> Nice. Um, all right so after the shindig you guys well first of all you set up shop absolutely killed it i love the way everything looked um and it was super cool to watch you guys actually hammer in the grommet is that what they're called on the towel yep yeah that's a cool. that was sweet i was like watching it i'm like I, I was a little buzzed and i was like whoa that's cool um <laughs> i guess i didn't think of it as being you know done by hand um and then you guys release new colors for that after it. And mm-hmm. I don't remember which one I bought, but I love the burgundy. The burgundy is pretty fresh. Yeah, that one, yeah. That one sold out pretty quick. That was definitely a fan favorite of folks. I know yeah. you were telling me about them and I'm like, I'm going to order this one. And he goes, wait, this is like a day. And then boom, ordered it, got a hat. Super cool. Should we call that insider trading though? Like, should I have not have warned you about that or <laughs> plug, dude? Come on, you got it. You got to have the there plug. That's true. That's true. 
Is it a plug if I paid for it though? Oh, well, that's what dude. I'm saying. Insider trading, insider trading. <laughs> well, the funny part is he goes, Hey, this is after the fact goes, Hey, there's like a friends and family discount. I was like, bruh, like, that is true. I swore. I thought I'd messaged you, but I think I had sent it to Derek. And so I was just like, wait, Dom, why didn't you use the code? And Dom's just like, what code? Like the one I sent you. We go back to the messages. Oh, I didn't send it to you. <laughs> Which like, I have no problem paying for anything. You know, I support you guys and I, what you guys are doing is great. And the quality's there. And we're always stopped and asked about where we got our towels, what they are and stuff like that. So that's always super fun for me to go. Oh yeah. It's, I know the guys, here's their Instagram, check it out and stuff like that. I don't know if I've sold any that way, but I've at least, you know, advertised I'm like a billboard. I love like it. it. Yeah. I don't I think we have had a couple other sales out of Minnesota or at least in the Midwest, right? Roll? Definitely in the Midwest. I know uh, just recently as early as last week, we had some stuff coming out of uh, the Chicago area. So oh. um, that might've been your influence, man. Yeah, Might have been. Saw you on the floor. Yeah. We're nowhere near Chicago, but you know, I'll take it. Maybe they were visiting, they saw it, you know. It's it's like a quick like six hour drive. It's not too far. See, we're from California. So for us, that's like a natural thing. We're a pretty big state. So a six hour drive is not come I on, remember dude. We, we drove six I, hours just so we can go hang out with you guys. I exactly yeah. yeah. I was like, Yeah, how long is the drive? And they're like, Oh, it's like six hours. I was like, uh, like to me. So in Minnesota, you can get out of the state in six hours easily. You can go any way and get out of the state in six hours. Um, considering it's six hours to Chicago from me and like nine hours to St. Louis from me. Um, I feel like nine hours from where you guys are, you're not even at the tip of California yet, I bet. No. Yeah, it takes like-, like you going to San Diego. I mean, honestly, Ralph, what was it for you? Going Coming to my house with traffic was what, maybe like two hours, two and a half hours? Yeah, yeah, about two hours to get from San Diego to LA. Yeah. And remember, the one thing about that dome is that Ralph is in northern San Diego. So a lot of people think San Diego and they always think about where the convention center is at or Petco Park or all that stuff. Ralph mm-hmm. is what, 40 minutes north of that, give or take? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm 40, 45 minutes north of downtown. So to get from there to downtown LA is about hour and a half, two hours, depending on the day. And then Raul, he's in northern LA. So he's like, what, 30 minutes outside of downtown? Yeah, give or take. It's like 20, 25 minutes. With traffic, yeah. it always turns into something else, man. Exactly. Yeah. Traffic so is that, a killer. Yeah. So that was my first time in California. So I was like, cool, let's just go to LA for a day, like not knowing <laughs> anything. And they're like, no, we're not. I was like, well, I can't be that far. I Googled it. I'm like, yeah, we're not going. Like, Dude, yeah. You just, you should hit your ride with us, man. You guys were out there, out here a couple of extra days anyway. Yeah, we ended up catching a Giants game the next day. Um, just so I could check that off my my stadium list. Yes, sir. Um, that was super cool, other than the train sucked, which no one had warned me about. So Derek Beard and Juju and I all rode the train. Around. Well, so we have a train that'll take us from like, Rapids to all the way to Target Field, and it's like it gets really not that far. Like, and it doesn't take very long. It's super fast. Let me tell you, this train sucked. Yep. Like, no AC, 
and it took forever and i was just like exhausted i was like this train is not like it is at home nah dude and, our, our bay area rapid transit is anything but rapid man that <laughs> it is not the business well, the hard part is they were like, yeah, if you park downtown San Francisco, it's going to be like 60 bucks. And yeah. we're like, yeah, huh? Again, we don't have that here in Minnesota. We parked for the Twins game the other night and it was like $15. Like, beautiful. Ooh. Yeah, and that's yeah, in that a parking ramp. That's like, well, we have Skyways. Um, I think Brendan from Duffin Up calls it uh, some kind of syndrome where we just walk around like hamsters all winter. Um, <laughs> a Stockholm syndrome where we don't leave Minnesota so like it's all heated and everything so like you park in the ramp you walk to Target Field and then you just walk in and it's like $15 and you're like this is beautiful and then from Target Field to my house it's like a half hour nah dude parking out in California period for any sporting event it is insanity doesn't matter where you go I mean like out here in Southern California we have one of the craziest parking spots right now is SoFi Stadium. SoFi oh, is a beautiful stadium, yeah. but parking, dude, you'll be lucky if you find anything under $80, $90. And that's, and you're parking in somebody's front yard, essentially, man. If you try to get like parking to the actual facility, if it's a playoff game, dude, parking was selling for like $400 for the NFC championship game where the Niners were playing uh, the Rams. It, it it is just nuts to go to any sporting event out here. Cheapest parking, general parking is going to set you back no less than thirty bucks, and that's yeah you're enough to get general admission. Bro, I went to go watch. Um, so a few years ago, the Chargers were playing out of uh, what was formerly called StubHub or formerly the Home Depot Center, and that <laughs> stadium is like a quarter of the size of your average NFL stadium. And so my wife and I go up there. We're getting ready to park and they wanted 120 bucks to go park like out in the boonies of like the stadium parking lot. And I was like, nah, forget this. So freaking busted a Yui. There was a target down the street. I parked at the target, ordered a, a Lyft or an Uber, whatever it was, paid 20 bucks, got, got into the stadium. I was like, dude, it's cheaper for me to risk it for the biscuit over here. Like parking <laughs> at a target all game long than it is to actually park at the game. So. Yeah, it can get ridiculous out here with parking. We it's, it's we have insane. that with the we have that with the Vikings as well, just with U.S. Bank still being pretty new. Mm -hmm. um, I remember my mom and I went to the home opener, which is what that thing is, one year, and we ended up parking like a ways away. Like we still had to walk probably like quarter mile, and that was still like forty fifty bucks. Dang, so you're not too far off. Yeah. No. Yeah, NFL games are a different beast, man. They go to a football game, you're going to pay premium for everything. And I think that just kind of goes with the territory of going to a football game nowadays. Doesn't matter where that's, you're at. And that's like kind of the big reason I don't like going. You know, it's like, you know, the tickets are expensive and then you're getting taxed on the parking. And then you're just like, well, great. The beer is going to be like 15 bucks. And you're just like, I, I could watch it at home and order food. Yeah, and you're going to probably have a better experience because you don't have to deal with knuckleheads out there, too. I mean, especially out here in Southern California or even Northern California, you always have morons who always start some sort of fight. Like, I have not been to an NFL game where I have not seen a fight break out. And it's like, I really want to deal with this drama and spend a couple hundred bucks just to try to enjoy the game or just stay home, 
spend a fraction of that, have good food, good beer, good friends, good family members around you and enjoy the game. Yeah. I feel like every time the Raiders play anybody, there's always like a fight on Instagram or like a video on Instagram of somebody just getting knocked out. You know, that used to be the the stereotype, but now it's every single freaking team. Well, you know, you and I have talked, Dom, I'm a freaking Niners fan, and there's Niner knucklehead fans who just want to go start crap for the sake of starting crap. And it doesn't matter where they're at. Sometimes it's like Niner on Niner violence. It's like, dude, the hell out of here. Yeah. That's wild. We see that at Dodger games too. I hate to say it because we're Dodger fans, but like I watched this video like a month ago. It was two Dodger chicks fighting each other. I'm like, how? How did this even start? Like it's the same team. Everyone's yeah. the same team. Yeah, it's no, so wild it's, to me. It's uh, people are just knuckleheads, like I said, man. That's the beautiful yeah. part about Minnesota. Like Target Field's never sold out. And if it is, it's usually for like somebody like it's never been sold out this year. And then all of a sudden they're doing the Joe Maurer Hall of Fame thingy that was on Saturday. Booked. Mm. Like every seat was full. And then it's just like, yeah, they're there for Joe. And then like the next day it was empty. And you're just like, God, we're like six games above 500 and we're playing good ball and there's nobody here. Yeah. Base, baseball is kind of interesting. I mean, I, I guess just it, the supply also, man. There's so many freaking home games. People are going to be a little bit more reluctant to try to make every single one. But out here in L.A., they can care less. Like Thursday night games, you're drawing like 30, 40. Heck, last week, I just took my daughter. It was Hello Kitty night, and they sold out on a Thursday. And they had like 55,000 people on a Thursday night game against the Oakland A's. (laughs) It, It just gets insane. God, I feel bad for the for the A's. So when we were there, I was like, God, I just want to try to catch a game in Oakland. Like just to cross it off the list, it's right across the bridge. And that mm-hmm. whole week they were on a road trip. And I was like, damn it. But then like I always see videos of like the possums that live in there and just how dumpy the stadium is. I'm like, God, maybe I don't want to go. But I'm like, yeah, it's but a- if I do it, if I do it now, it's cheaper. It's an experience though, dude. You if you need to try to get there before they move to Vegas, dude. So it's, well, let's let's plan something out and we'll meet you out there. But funny enough, yeah. so the week right after the shindig, I had to fly out for business out to San Francisco. Um, and that night they had the reverse boycott where they were asking all fans to show up. Yeah. And they got, I think, the largest crowd they've had in God knows how many years. And I think they got less than 30,000 people in there. But it's I, I just feel bad for the city of Oakland. They they they've lost everything now. They lost the Raiders, they lost the Warriors to San Francisco, and now they're gonna freaking lose the A's, the legit old school championship baseball team they've had from the ground up, and it's going to Vegas of all things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Vegas more. is gonna lose some cool hotels now. We were just talking about Raul and I were just talking about that. Like some of the cool spots in Vegas are gonna get affected by that. So that sucks. And yeah, they're they're tearing down like a hotel or something, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're taking out one of the last old school hotels that are still out there, the Tropicana, which actually has a freaking street named after it. Um, that is going to be if everything goes through, that's going to be the new uh, A Stadium. Never been there. I haven't been to Vegas. Dude, what? Yeah, so Derek goes all the time and then never invites me. Derek, what are you doing? Yeah. We'll be out there in January. Do you want to go to Vegas? When in January? 
What is it, the weekend yeah. of the sixth? Yeah, twelfth through the fourteenth. We'll be out in Vegas. I'll, I can I'll take a look. Make dude, it make it happen, Dom. Yeah. I'll fly out to Vegas. Hey, perfect golf weather, dude. You're not gonna have to be in 110 degree weather. That's true. Well, conveniently yeah. enough, Bag Boy sent Derek and I travel covers. So shout out Bag Boy, even though they don't listen. Appreciate you. Why they ain't listening? <laughs> I actually, I, on, don't, I actually don't know because I know they follow the pod, but I don't know if they listen. But yeah, we we did some promoting for them, and they sent us uh, travel covers that we use to get our clubs from Minneapolis to San Francisco. Super nice bags too. Yeah. We're going to sample that one part and tag them on Instagram. And they're going to be like, what the heck? We're being called out on, on the pod. I do love them. Like, they didn't have to do what they did. Uh, it was yeah. very nice to work with them. And it hopefully does involve some kind of relationship. Because it'd be kind of fun. Um, yeah. But yeah. I guess I don't know who does and doesn't listen. I'd be happy if some big company is like, that Dom is a funny one. And then they'd be like, oh, Derek, he's the smart one. And be like, yeah. We just need to start tagging everybody so they can freaking listen to this mother. Yeah. So that that's what Jordan Beard and I have been doing. Because we've been doing the little food things lately. Um, mm-hmm. We had like a meeting and they're like, what should we tag to get this exposure? And I said, name a food blog and just tag it. So like there's some reels that just have like a billion tags on it. I'm like, I feel so bad that they're getting tagged in this, but it's just us talking about like Mount Rushmore desserts. All right. That's <laughs> an interesting topic. So what, so what kind of dessert, what was the most recent uh, dessert topic you guys were talking about? Because I don't think I heard the most recent one. Um, so I think I said my favorite one is just like the yellow cake with chocolate frosting, just because like that's a classic, right? You can have our ice cream, you can dress it up, you can dress it down. Um, I also tend not to think about things before I say it. And then I mm-hmm. sat down and I was like, God, there are so many better things I could have picked. <laughs> no regrets. Come on. No, because I do love that cake. There you go. Yeah. But then like, I was like, oh, you know what's good? Like ice cream cake's pretty good. Sonolis are pretty good. Um, like, there's all sorts of good stuff. Ooh, ooh, okay. So, because we're talking about Vegas and you just said cannolis, I now know what you need to do in Vegas. The first thing that you need to do. Um, so, uh, you know that Cake Boss guy? Buddy. Tag him on this. Cake Boss, boom. There's one um, in uh, Mall of America. Okay, have you had the lobster tail? The what? Lobster tail. No. Okay, so we go to Vegas. We're going to go to the Cake Boss's bakery. It's inside, I think, like the Venetian or something like that. My friend just got me on this. Um, So he has a bakery in there, and you go and you get this thing called the lobster tail, and it's basically like a giant cannoli, but like on steroids. Dude, that thing is to die for. My friends were drunk, wandering through Vegas, and they were like, Ralph, have you had a lobster tail? And I was like, no. They're like, we're going. And we just like went on this two mile trek through all the casinos to get to the Venetian and go get that lobster tail. So you're coming to Vegas in January and then we're going to go to the Venetian and we're going to get you a lobster tail. That's the plan. Boom. That's that's what I did um, the night before the shindig. We were out uh, bar hopping and clubbing. Um, and I bought one drink the entire night and it was just trashed. I paid for margarita in the first place. We were at like this little Mexican bar. And then after that, everyone's like, dime, you're not paying for anything. So they keep handing me uh, seltzers and stuff to drink. 
we ended up drinking so much that one of the bars like, hey, we're out of them. And I was like, oh, next bar. <laughs> oh, dang. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Brian. Um, <laughs> Brian, dude, Brian and I, dynamic duo, part life of the party. Um, I ended up, we ended up going to this place called The Brit, and it's downtown San Jose. And we're partying with us like a dance floor. I went up. I'm like, hi, noon me, please. And he goes, we don't have any. I was like, uh, well, that's a bummer. What you got? And he goes, I got some Topo Chico. I was like, Topo Chico me, please. And Brian's like, <laughs> on my tab. I was like, let's go. Anyways, long story short, I convinced Brian and Brendan from Duffin Up to follow me to the Taco Bell Cantina. Mind you, no idea where it is. Never been to California. Never been to San Jose. <laughs> and I I don't remember how we got there, but we ended up getting there. And the Taco Bell Cantina has alcohol. So mm-hmm. I get my, my tacos mm-hmm. and then my slushy and I got rum in the slushy. So like I'm feeling pretty good. And it turns out that some stranger kind of showed us where it was. And then we just kind of wandered back. I remember I told Derek and the fact that Derek let me go is still amazing to me. He goes, <laughs> so we're, we get there and I'm just like, oh, ran around, got my taco, sat down and then I put one in my pocket because I didn't want to eat it. So I went back to the club with a taco in my pocket and I'm on the dance floor just eating this taco. Oh, what a <laughs> night. <laughs> For the people listening, you know, you can't see it, but just... Dom just reminiscing about the taco right now was just the face. So sorry guys that you couldn't see that right now. <laughs> oh. That with that that pause, that moment of silence was a reminiscence of the taco. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Again, I surprisingly we didn't get like mugged on our way there because I was not present. I was just kind of a shell. Like we just kind of wandered there. It turns out it was like right down the road to the left. I was like, easy, we'll find it. Some guy showed us. Also, I had like a mild culture shock. I'm used to people selling like fruit on the sides of roads and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. why do people have like hot dog carts? <sighs> oh, bro, bro, hot dog carts. All right. So anyone listening to this, you guys can fight me on it later. Hit me up in the DMs. But that's an L.A. thing, dude. L.A. dogs. That That's an L.A. thing. And it's some of the best. My wife expects it now. When you like walk out of a, a ball game, a concert, whatever it is, a hot dog wrapped in bacon with mm-hmm. like mayo, mustard, ketchup, and a jalapeno, and some grilled onions, chef's kiss, bro. That, the, yeah. The crazy part to me is like, I don't have any cash. And they're like, oh, we take Venmo. I was like, what in the world? And to me, that was like a culture shock thing. I was like, is this just like all over California? Because like, I've never experienced just hot dog carts everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it started it started out in L.A. Um, and then I, it definitely moved its way down south here to San Diego. Um, and yeah, I've, I've been up north and I, and I see it out there, too. So, yeah, yeah, I guess that's our that's our thing now is California's hot dogs outside of events and stuff like that. Yeah, we did the uh, the Alcatraz tour and beforehand there's, you know, there's like a handful of people grilling up hot dogs. And then afterwards, it was just like the whole street was like lined. I was like, what in the world? And yeah, they're all wrapped in bacon. They got the onions, the peppers and everything else grilling. 
So it's just mm-hmm. like, it smells like hot dogs. I was like, this is crazy, but I love it. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad you got to experience that. Yeah. I, did, um, I didn't actually, buy one, but what? just, I didn't want to like, I didn't want my stomach to like explode on the tour. Those are the best, man. All right. So see, they they do it Vegas now. Um, I oh. actually went to e, I went to EDC back in 2014 and leaving the Speedway, there was people with the hot dog carts and everything outside. So I know Vegas has evolved and has them going on out there. So maybe it'll make its way out to Minnesota, Dom. That'd be neat. I, that'd be neat in like the dead of winter. They got little hot dogs and they're, they got their mittens and everything. Yeah, yeah. That'd be the way to do it. Thirty below, and you get hot hot dog. Our our people don't they, they don't care about the temperature. They're out there to hustle. So it could be one hundred and twenty degrees outside, or it could be negative thirty, and they're out there grinding. So driving home from right. work, I saw this lady. She was selling like uh, a pineapple in like a cup, uh-huh. and she was trying to sell it to this guy on the motorcycle. And the guy on the motorcycle is like, "Where do I put it?" And like, she wouldn't like, she wouldn't like get the hint. And I'm like, I feel bad. Cause I'm just sitting in my car, my windows up. So I didn't say anything, but she's like trying to sell this guy like chunks of pineapple. And I'm like, where's he going to put it on his motorcycle? Cause there weren't like bags or anything attached. Like it was straight up just like chopper. Yeah. And the guy's trying to like laugh it off. But I heard him go, where am I going to put it in my cup holder? And it's like, she wouldn't like get the hint. And I was like, this is funny. I need to like, <laughs> like record it. But then I'm like, I don't want to record that guy. Yeah. Because then before you know it, I'm on the news. <laughs> You're that guy recording that interaction. Yeah. No, that's 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 big out here too. I mean, it could be in other other places too, but yeah, just fruit on the side of the road, hot dogs outside of events, flowers. Flowers is a big thing out on the corner. Flowers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a thing. That's a thing. So all right. So now going back to the shindig, um, what else was the culture shock coming out to California? Um, mainly everybody asking me if it's cold in Minnesota all the time. And then me having to explain to them that it's actually hotter at home than it was, uh, in San Francisco and like San Jose. Um, I was told it was like that we got lucky that it didn't rain at all during Mm -hmm. the week. But as soon as we left, it rained. Um, as soon as we landed and got home it was 97 and humid. So everyone's like, God, Minnesota's has got to be cold year round. I'm like, no, we have like these crazy high highs and then like 60 below. And then you're just like, there's no real in between. But sometimes everyone's like, yeah, May is like the perfect month. And then it snows all May. So you're just like, well, I don't don't know what to explain or tell everybody. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Other than that, there weren't too many shocks other than just how like spread out it was i thought the highways were kind of weird like with the um like it almost felt like we were on like a racetrack because it was so like secluded from everything Mm -hmm. where it's not like that here okay i think yeah i think that i think roads are a culture shock for people going into different states because like i i never really left california up until i was like I had left. I'd gone to other places, but when you're a kid, your parents are in charge of the driving, the traveling and stuff. So you're just sitting in the backseat, not even minding. But, um, yeah, when I was 18, I left California to go out to Arizona for school. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Arizona or other States, but they love those roundabouts. Those, those traffic circles. We have those. 
that's not really a thing out here in California. It's starting to become a thing, which I don't like. But I was just like, why are there so many out here? Like, it is every street has them. Like, every other block, I got to go in a circle. Roundabouts are great once everybody knows how to, like, use them. Um, so... Uh, there's a golf course not too far from me and to get to the golf course there's two back-to-back roundabouts so you do one drive 50 feet and then there's another one and <laughs> it's so fast like once everybody knows how roundabouts work and everything it's super easy the issue is when people think the yield is a stop and then it's like you don't need to stop you can just go yeah that and i love to watch the um the videos of people going too fast and then like ramping off the middle Oof. No, yeah, I've seen I've seen that. There's they built one near my house, and you can just see all the skid marks of people going over it. It's like guys go around roundabout, go roundabout, yeah, yeah. roundabout. I remember no, when dude. I was in when I was in high school for driver's ed, we we learned about roundabouts. So we've had them for a while here, mm-hmm. and that was 20, 2011, 2012. 2012, yeah. I I remember like having to take a test on it, like my written exam for my driver's license, but I never had them until I, I ran into them in Arizona. You guys um, have a written exam for your driver's license? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a written portion and then you have, the, oh. yeah. Then you have the driver's test. Yeah. yeah. We don't have that. We just have the driver portion. Oh, dang. Now you got the, you got the uh, test here with some random ask questions that, have nothing to do with driving, but you're supposed to know these things before you get into a vehicle. Yeah, they made it harder. Have you retested lately, lately Roll? No, nah, man. Luckily, uh, my speeding tickets have uh, disappeared and I haven't been getting any more. So <laughs> when I renewed my license, it was over the mail. They'd, I didn't have to go get tested or anything like that. Oh, man. They made me retest uh, just because it had been like 10 years since I last took the written exam. So I had a retest and the the lady at the DMV, she was nice enough to say like, hey, it's not like before. She's like, go, go actually like study the booklet. And I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, why? She's like, because they actually ask you now like specific speeds and like weights and stuff about on, on the written exam. I was like, what in the world? And yeah, they were, they were just like, um, how many feet should you, how many exact feet should you start breaking if like there's mist and it's a blind turn and stuff like that. And there's an actual like legal number. Like I think it's like 500 feet or something like that before you, you have to start breaking. But it is, it is so freaking random, Dom. Like some of those things are like, all right, what is the, uh, the blue reflecting marker on the street mean? And I was like, how have I know? Apparently it means that there's a, fire or uh, a fire hydrant within a hundred feet it's just a random stuff like that yeah see, i don't think that would fly here because we have snow six months out of the year we don't see the road we just see ice and we just we just drive um, Hang on your life that's it basically yeah especially me and my like lowered hyundai just like cruising around dude it's a trip um, i still can't believe you drive a low car in that in that type of weather man yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah, it's it's real low. Nobody like people look at it and like, oh yeah, and then they see it in person and it's like low, low, and they're just like, oh, like yeah, you know those like little Ford Focuses. Yeah, yeah, those are higher than my car. Oh gosh, are you gonna put a are you gonna put a a shovel on the front, a slow plow, Ooh. just push snow out of your way? I could. I'm I'm probably gonna store it for the winter. Um. 
I'm lucky to have befriended uh, our people that work right next door to one of my stores. Um, yeah. And they're, I was talking to them. They're like, yeah, we're looking at opening up a place for people to store their cars. And they're like car car people. So like Porsches. Yeah, they missed their old Z06. So they bought a Z06. Um, like the wife drives an M4 or um, X4 Comp. The, the guy has like a TRX, his 911 Turbo S, like our people. And I'm like, I'm putting my little Hyundai in right next to a Porsche <laughs> and a Corvette all winter. There it is, dude. So some of that magic some of the, to rub off on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping some of the horsepower like rubs off on it and it becomes like a race car. <laughs> nice. Oh uh, man, the fact that you have to store your car for the winter. Yeah. Not... So I don't have to. Um, you don't have given, to, but yeah. Given the opportunity that I could drive a company car all winter, why wouldn't I? Yeah. You know, especially a company car that is higher and weighs more. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's By company car, I mean Dodge Caravan, but I'm not going to get stuck. Yeah, I respect the Caravan, man. Yeah, it's one of those things where you get older and like you look back at like mom cars or vans and stuff like that. And you're just like, man, I wish I would have had one of those instead. Like we went to, um, we went out to Palm Springs for my 30th birthday and I rented a van for all of us to roll up in. It was like one of those 12 passenger, like high top vans, like the ones that people are converting into like little RVs and all that. So I just like go pick it up. Right. And I roll back up to the house and I pull in the driveway and my wife, she goes, you look like such a dad and we don't have kids yet, but she was like, you look like such a dad. And I was like, I'm going to take that as a sign of respect. That's a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) And now I wish I had one because every time we go somewhere, like we were doing a golf trip or something, I'm like, you know what, man, if we had that van, that's what I wanted for the shindig. I was trying to roll up in one of those. That's a whole nother. Yeah. My car is there. My car is a wagon. So it's super cool. So it's real low, but it's like real big. Um, and of course in Minnesota, I have a canoe. So the canoe goes on top of it. The kayak goes on top of it. I'll have to send you guys pictures because it is the goofiest thing you have ever seen. So when I went to pick up my canoe, I hooked it up. We have a cabin up North. We bought, I bought it from a family friend and I pulled up with my car and we threw it on the roof. And if it hangs off a certain amount of feet, you're supposed to put like an orange flag on it. Right. I don't know if that's a Minnesota thing, but I'm assuming that's an everywhere thing. I looked at my grandpa. And I'm like, should we put like a rag or something? He goes, no, they'll see you. I was like, are you sure? And he goes, they'll see you. I said, yeah, deal. See, and I'm sure that was a question on one of the written exams out in Southern California, dude. So, yeah, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> they did, in fact, see me and I tied it down wrong. So if I'd go above 60, it would like lift up a little bit. And I was like, this is scary. And of course, I'm alone in this. And it's like four hours from my house and i'm like this is gonna be a fun i ended ended up pulling over like a rest stop and like retying it properly but the fact that i made it halfway home not going above 60 because it would just lift like i'm gonna die this is how i'm gonna die i just spent 400 bucks on a canoe and i'm gonna die that is pretty freaking crazy dude (laughs) minnesota man (laughs) that's the headline (laughs) it's almost better than florida man oh dude dude, florida man have you played the Florida Man game? Different ways. Is that yeah. the one where you do like your birthday and then Florida Man? Yeah, yeah. I'm scared. Yeah. 
it's a good game. I just showed I showed a few coworkers that game, and they they were just googling their birthdays for like the rest of the day. Oh, that's my fear. Um, yeah. So, other than the shindig, we should probably talk about what you guys are doing. Um, you recently, excuse me, who recently partnered up with a, and for now I'm blanking on the word, a charity. I almost said scholarship, mm-hmm. but it's charity. Um, do you want to touch on that? Cause are you guys doing an event with them? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, September 29th, uh, we're putting up or helping, uh, set up a charity golf event with the young at heart foundation. Um, we're calling it the swing for hope. A charity event and where that name come from actually is that uh the young at heart foundation what they do is they help uh transplant patients specifically kids uh during their process of awaiting awaiting for a heart a kidney whatever it is that they need for their bodies um they give them what they call hope kits uh and so these hope kits um it's really kind of for that emotional and mental support through the process. I mean, you know, you have to have physical toughness to get through a lot of this stuff, but I feel it's becoming more of a common topic to talk about, but mental health, that's a big thing. And so that's what these hope kits really do is they tailor them to uh, the child's favorite toys, favorite teams, things like that. Um, And these, these boxes aren't cheap because they really put a lot of thought into them. Uh, so we're helping raise money to go ahead and to be able to give out more hope kids to these kids. Probably, I don't know if you want to talk about it some more. I know you talked to Mike about kind of what goes into these kids, but I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I know it's it's awesome because what to Ralph's point, what they do is it's it's a bespoke box for each one of these kids that's in these transplant waiting list. So a lot of times these kids can't get out of the hospital. They are waiting for their number to be called, if you will, for their transplant. They can't risk to be going home and getting, you know, COVID or anything out, anything else that's out there. So a lot of times these kids, their only window to the outside world is they'll be seeing sports. They might check out, you know, different uh, forms of entertainment via Netflix or things of that nature. And a lot of times they try to coordinate those boxes to what those kids are interested in. So the example that they gave us when we first started talking about this, you know, out here in Southern California, you have a kid that is um, on that transplant list, huge Dodger fan. They'll go out and create a catered Dodger box, if you will. You know, jersey, hat, some uh, trading cards, baseballs, things of that nature to, you know, put a smile onto those kids that, you know, honestly, probably braver than most of us what they're going through at this point in uh, time in their lives. So that's why it kind of uh, it resonated with us, you know, especially uh, children's hospitals out here in Southern California um, have way too many kids on those transplant lists, unfortunately. So, you know, we can help out in any way, shape, form or manner to try to put a smile on a kid's face. Why the heck not? Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, no, that sounds super cool. Um, I ended up following them on Instagram. Basically, if you guys rock with them, we're rocking with it. And it's such a great cause. So, you know, we had to follow. Um, is there a place people can donate or anything like that? Is there like a website? Yeah, yeah. If you just if you just hop online and you just type in uh, the Young at, Heart, Young at Heart Foundation, they're the first one that pops up. So just your typical www.youngatheartfoundation.com. 
um, you'll be able to, to land on their page um, and you'll get to see a lot of the work that they do. If you're not on Instagram, but you're, you can go online, you can check them out that way. Uh, you can donate there. Uh, and then also you can sign up for our event. Um, registration is open. It's live. Uh, all proceeds are going to be going back to the Young at Heart Foundation so they can continue to do the great work that they're doing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a great site to check out. Dom, you could probably attest to it just by following them on, on Instagram, seeing some of the pictures that they got on there, some of the little kids that they're supporting and helping out. It's uh, definitely pulls at the heartstrings when, when you're starting to look through some of the work that they do. Yeah, it's it's sad. But like the fact that they're helping out the kids, like the, the charity is not sad, but like the fact that a little kid has to go through that and you know, and like Ro was saying, they're braver than most of us are day to day. Like the fact that a little kid has to go through that is really heartbreaking, but it's always good to know that there are organizations out there that are, you know, doing their best to at least make the kids day a little bit brighter. Um, just because you never really know what anybody's going through, you know, you're testing the mental health and everything. And something little like that is great. Um, I did link the tournament in the podcast link tree thingy. Um, so people, when they click on that, they'll see it. Um, and then I'll have to include the, uh, the donation page in the, uh, the bio for this episode. That way if people want to donate, they can, but there's no need to donate. You know, it's all, if you want to, um, probably will be not knowing a little bit more about them. I think it's a good cause and I know they make a little kid's day a little bit brighter is usually, you know, a pretty good thing. Um, especially when it is a transplant and stuff like that. Cause that's never guaranteed. That's why being an owner, like an organ donor is so so big and critical mm -hmm. i almost wish it was required but like i don't think you they can like mandate that by any means but yeah yeah i know it's, it's it's definitely a tough situation um just like looking at those videos and pictures that they post uh but i think also one of the things that's really cool and also kind of drew us towards this organization is the founding member mike young he is an actual transplant patient survivor I, I don't know the exact term or the correct term, but um, he's he, he's had a transplant. He's had a transplant. recipient. Yeah, recipient. There we go. That's the yes. word we're looking for. Um, <laughs> Thank so, God one of us knew it. Right. Uh, <laughs> three <laughs> minds. It took three minds. We got um, it done. Baby. We got it done. It's all that counts. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah. So he's a recipient, and so um, he's he started the organization with the help of his sister and others um, because he. He comes from that background. I think he told us that he got his heart transplant back when he was 14 years old, and now he's in his uh, his 40s. So, um, you know, he wanted he wanted to find something to help give back to these kids, and um, they're they're pretty founded already. Like they have a good base. They do galas and they do all sorts of other charity events. Um, but we're actually linked. Uh, one of my fraternity brothers is a friend of his and they connected us and he's like, Hey, you know what? Um, I heard there's a great way to, to raise money through golf. Can you help us out? And we're like, dude, yes, we love what you do. We love golf. We could definitely combine them together and we could do something really good. So, um, one thing that I always tell people that when we are trying to help someone out and support a charity is like, look, we're going to go spend this money no matter what on golf. You're either going to go buy new clubs, you're going to go pay to play this nice, fancy course. You're going to, you know, you're, you're going to put some money away to go do something 
that's technically fun. Is it necessary? Not always, but um, if you can move that money towards actually going towards a charity, still doing all that fun stuff, then then why not? So whether it's coming directly from your heart or hey, I just want to play golf in some way or fashion, mm-hmm. this is the event. This is the event for you. So that's the way we like to to approach it. Yeah, that's a good way because I guess I never thought of it as, hey, you're going to be spending the money anyways, especially, you know, if they're playing those nicer courses. Like, I know we played Half Moon Bay. I, I had to, like, give them my card, and I was like, Eesh. like, wow, that's, uh, that's a lot. Um, I, I say that, but really, Brennan paid for it, and I had to pay him back just because he's like, oh, I want the miles. I was like, okay, whatever. You can have the miles. Um do you want to touch on the actual events at all? Like people are going to be there. It's 18 holes. I'm assuming. I think I read it's yeah. a four man team as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's going to be over at Harding uh, over in Griffith park, uh, which I'll let Raul talk a little bit about it in here in a minute. Um, but it's a, it's a historical place. It's, it's a, it's an, one of the older courses in Los Angeles and it's really tough to get on. So like I said, you're going to spend the money on a nice course anyway. Uh, by no means are we downgrading because we're going to be over at Harding. It's actually a really nice spot, 18 holes, four man scramble. Um, and the young and heart foundation, uh, really wants to make it worse people's while. So first prize is actually going to be a thousand dollars. So, um, yeah, so there's, there's a good little chunk of change up there for grabs, um, for the first place winner, but, yeah, it's 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 a really good spot, Raul. Uh, if you want to talk a little bit more about Harding itself and what the course is like, yeah. So Wilson and Harding are actually located in the Griffith Park area. So they are they're actually where the the gems, if you will, of LA City Golf. Um, and with the explosion of the game, if you will, in the last couple of years, they've also become some of the harder tee times to get. Trying to get an early tee time for Wilson or Harding is a uh, you either got to know somebody or you're running a bot and then they're going to catch you running a freaking bot and then you're not going to get your tea time. Because believe it or not, bots have made it to golf out here in Southern California as well. So it's gotten pretty crazy. So the beautiful thing about this is that you're going to be able to not only donate to a great charity, but you're going to be able to go play Harding in an early morning tea time. Uh, tea off is what, 730 right now? We have it, Ralph, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's gross. I know you don't like that, but most other people do like that, Dom. <laughs> We're drinking at 7:30, Dom. There's actually nothing wrong with that. You're perfectly fine. Yeah. No, so um that's that's one of the incentives. Um Harding, look, I, I don't want to oversell it. It is a historical course. It's uh played host to the LA Open. Um it's it's been around for I think this year is a century mark for that course. Um, so it's been around for a while. Great course to play in and uh, some exciting things. I mean, one of the things, Ralph, I don't know if you want to touch upon it, but the one thing that we're psyched about and we're probably not going to be playing this is uh, <laughs> the part three. We're going to have somebody's going to have a shot of winning a brand new uh, Chevy Silverado if they sink a hole in one on one of the part threes. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to George Chevrolet, um, and the golf Don Ernie Valtierra, um, in partnership there, they're putting up a brand new truck. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a hole in one, you know, it's hard to get, but it is out there. It's available. 
And what's better than that story of telling your friends, hey, I had a hole in one at Harding and I got a truck out of it. So that's that's pretty nice. I, I, we think that's one of the, the really enticing things about this tournament is just that we're going to have that that out there up for grabs. Yeah, I remember seeing, I think you probably had in your uh, your story on Instagram talking about it. Or it might have been a video on your on the main page. I remember hearing about it and I was like, that's cool. And then I was like, I'm not going to get it, but it's cool. You know, like, <laughs> Come on, Don. There's always a chance. Um, any true. given day, man. Any given day. You just got to put the ball out there and you see what happens. You just got to swing hard and pray, right? Like, yeah, you got to hit yeah. it. Hey, plus, I, I from from one of your previous episodes, I, I heard you, you've been working on some things. So uh, hey, put your new knowledge, your new grip to the test, man. Come on. So actually, I played golf Thursday morning and I was two hours late for work. And that's neither here nor there, um, especially since I'm in charge. <laughs> I, I walk in. Oh, yeah. I walk in and my staff are like, yeah, we're waiting to see. Like we, They were betting on how late I was going to be because I had every intention of showing up at one. I showed up at three. I was like, yeah, it's close enough. Like, right. Like <laughs> we can round down to one. Um I, yeah, yeah, I had like a really weird, like, it's like I was a, it's almost one of those lives where you're like, God, I wish I was in the bunker instead. Just because it was like ball below my feet. I'm like hunched over. It's like on the edge of the bunker. So it's in the grass. And everyone's kind of looking at me and they're like, what's he doing? And I just went, whoop. And the ball just went up, down, and just like rolled past the hole. And they're like, how would you do that? And I was like, well, I can't drive. My irons are kind of iffy, but like my wedges and putter, golden. So they're like, oh, yeah, it's just a gimme. And I was like, I know, I'm like four feet from the hole. Like, that's not really a point. It, you know, just like, they're like, how would you do that? I was like, I don't know. Like, easy, just in the hole. I actually had one of those at um, Tafoon Bay when we went. It was Derek Beard from Sucker Pin, Brendan from the Duffin Up, and then. I think I said Derek, but I was there too. Um, and it, again, it's one of those lies where, where you're like, God, this sucks. I had to take Brendan's lefty club. I'm like, do you have like a wedge I could borrow? And he's like, yeah, here, what are you going to do with it? I was like, do you see my ball? We're just going to throw it on the green. He goes, you're what? He's like, you really hit it right-handed. I was like, we're going to do a lefty and see what happens. And I was like, by like the act of God, I swung it. I got it perfectly. And it just dropped on the green and like two feet from the hole. They're like, why can't you always do that? And I was like, cause you're always recording me. So there's no video proof of this other than the four of us being there. It's the same thing. Like later on the same round, I dropped like a Texas wedge from had to be like 45, 50 feet. And there's no video proof of it other than me walking up and giving beards some nuts. I was like, how is nobody getting my great shots? There's all sorts of videos of my bad shots. I, I know that far too well. Don't even stress about that one. However, once in a blue moon, Ralph actually does pull out the camera and you get something good out of me. So, um, eh. <laughs> so the beautiful thing with Jordan, uh, so we played some uh, oh, sunken gardens. It's like a little par three course in Sunnyvale. Jordan is like a wizard with his phone. He gets every shot from everybody. He's just somewhere videotaping. And um, there's this one where the group behind us had yelled four and everyone's like, you know, ducking for cover. And of course me oblivious. I'm like, what's going on? And then the ball drops. And I was like, Oh, yeah, four. 
So <laughs> I swing. I'm blinded by the sun. So I yell, I can't see. And I walk off the tee box. And this is all on video. And it just drops a dart like five feet from the hole. And I just hear everybody screaming. And of course, again, I can't see the ball. And that's probably the best shot that's ever been on camera. And the fact that it didn't go in the hole makes me a little upset. And then I, the worst part is I had to two putt for par. Ooh. What was that? Uh, Ooh. Yeah. That was, yeah. It was so what uh, you're definitely. saying. So what you're saying is ace cam is not a thing for you because ace cam just means that you're going to, you're not going to do something crazy. No, I don't know if it's like mental, but a lot of the stuff that people see like on the safe heart page, as a Derek swinging. I'm always one recording. Mm-hmm. There's never a video of me swinging that Derek's recording, mainly because whenever he records me, it just like shanks. But then as soon as he <laughs> turns it off, it's like just the purest, most flush golf shot you can ever imagine. So I don't know what it is. The golf gods just put everything back in balance. That's all it is. Basically, yeah. Just that you just don't want to show off to the public. Don't come on, admit it. Well, we did a lot of stuff for a 3M Media Day, and there's a there's a few videos that Derek got of me just hitting the ball, but a lot of it is just me eating. <laughs> so there's like there's one where uh, hole 18 at TPC Twin Cities has the most golf balls go in the water on tour, and really? basically, yeah, they so this year they part so obviously with 3M they do sticky notes and everything like that's 3M. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I won one in the water, they used they this year they put a W on this big board that they had, so they kept track of it. And there's been I don't know how many golf balls go in the water, but there's way too many because people think that they can go over the water. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there's this video, and I I hit the ball, and there's like, oh, it's gonna go in the water, and I was like, hell yeah, it's gonna go in the water. Like I'm pumped. I'm gonna donate my golf ball, just <laughs> like the pros. Middle of the fairway. I've never been so upset that it didn't go in the water. <laughs> My next shot in the water. So there's an Odin ball in the water. So Jordan can be happy. There you go. Nice. <laughs> That's so funny. Having to want to actually have your ball go in the water. Would you? Okay. So I thought. I thought is it uh, Eastlake? I thought Eastlake had the the most balls go in the water for the for the players. No, it's actually the 3M Open has the most balls in water on tour. And that's something that they are very proud of. Or that I yeah. should say we are very proud of because it's in Minnesota. Um, yeah. There's way too many because your first shot's pretty safe. But then the second shot, it looks like you can get over the water, but it's really deceiving. Mm. And like, this is a four-man scramble. So we could take the biggest bomb we could get. And I still went in that water. Thing. What's, what's was, the distance to cover it? Like, why does everyone feel like it's attainable or like why you can shoot it? I think it's the shape of how the water is because it, the hole is kind of, I don't know what the distance is, but it starts off pretty wide and then it kind of dog legs right and gets kind of skinny. Um, mm-hmm. So if you hit it right, it's kind of more narrow and you're just kind of looking and you're like, oh, I can get it. But then if you go too far right, the water kind of goes around the back of the green. Mm-hmm. that and then there's like this big little like circular 3m thing in the water and i'm always like oh i'll just i'll just bounce it and it'll you know 
like it'll just go on the green and it'll be like the shot of my life. And in my case, I hit it and I had the distance, but it just curved right at the end. Yeah. So for Splunk in the water, I think Derek's went in the water as well. So I wasn't too upset. But again, I wanted to donate it just so I could say I did it because we have one of the only private TPC courses in uh, North America. We can't mm. just go play TPC to cities. You have to know a member. Ooh. Okay. Dang. Or if you're, or if you're us, we know the tournament director, and he invited us, and we had fun, and I hope we get to go again. Thank you, Mike. Um, if you listen, I love you. So thank you so much. We had the time of our lives, and the food was phenomenal. We love you too, Mike. If you ever want to invite us out there, you know, those little photos will make a trip out to Minnesota. So. <laughs> That's not even an issue. Yeah. Wherever we can play golf, we'll be there. Yeah, you guys would be amazed by the weather. It's it's hot and steamy. I've been I've been out to the Midwest once, and yeah, no, I went out in the summer. I think it was in July. I was out in Milwaukee, and that was that was soupy. That's the term I'll use. It was soupy. Soupy. I like it. Soupy. Yeah, it's thick. Oh, I but I will say, I will say though, the people of the Midwest very very hospitable. It was it was. I had a great time out there. So. Shout out, shout out to, to to Milwaukee. We know people in Milwaukee. That's where the back nine only guys are from. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Some oh, yeah, of them are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah. I think two of them. I think one's in New York. Mike with a Y. Mike's, dude, Mike's the guy who reminds me of Chris Stefano. <laughs> Why? What, what, what about him? Facially, they're very similar. It's like... Oh, okay. Like, I was... And like... He got on before um, the other two did. And we were kind of chit-chatting and like some of his like mannerisms felt like Chris Stefano. And I was like, yeah, it feels like we're talking to Chris. And of course, I don't know Chris Stefano, but I think he's probably one of the funniest guys I've ever seen. Um, uh, and I was like, what on earth? And then the other two guys hopped on and I was like, ah, get it. I get it. It's a good little trio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're good dudes. Nice, yeah. It's been a while since that episode came out, right? Because I, I do remember listening to that one. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy how time flies, right, dude? Like, when was when was the last time we were on here? I'm trying to think back. Like, it was week two of the NFL season because the uh, the Vikings got demolished by the Eagles. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, dang. So pretty damn close to a year ago. Yeah, we were coming up on a year. I only remember that because Derek's like, oh, week one, we crushed the Packers. We're going to crush the Eagles. And then we got absolutely just mangled. And I was like, ah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. It, hey, at, you least you, you get, at least the Vikings had two of the greatest comebacks of last season. So you guys can take that. Yeah, I'm ready to go like nine and eight this year and come back down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're being realistic dude it's the hope that kills you yeah yeah. I try, yeah no i get it from like the niner standpoint as well if we had a quarterback last year different ball game in philly no but doubt. i think no if doubt. if we let mccaffrey throw it different game in philly as well there was just so many what if moments in that it's but as soon as brock went down i was like oh, that's it and there goes the game. Yep. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah. 
basically yeah as soon as he went down i was like well i should take this jersey off and work and actually start helping people (laughs) and then i was like well what if they make this comeback with josh johnson and then he went down i was like ah yeah not a chance (laughs) the defense hung in there for a while because even uh, all the way up to halftime it was a respectable score and then after halftime it was just forget about it yeah i just i wanted to see mccaffrey sling it i don't I don't know, but it's kind of funny. He, they had nothing to lose, literally. I mean, like, you never know. He might connect yeah. on a couple, makes it interesting. But, you know. Well, and I'm not a Trey Lance guy. I think I don't – I think he gets cut. But I think that's Ooh. why they got Darnold. I, well, you know what? I was never really a Trey Lance guy. Um, I had this conversation with Ralph. I was never crazy about it to begin with. Um I actually was not crazy about the top three that year because Fields was uh, an unknown and Zach, there was no way in hell. Everybody kept on like saying, no, it was going to be, no. I'm glad that didn't go out. I mean, Trey is an unknown commodity right now, but I realistically, I don't think it's going to pay dividends. Um, I wouldn't doubt it, man. I I think it's a closer reality that he does get cut. Did he get cut or he gets traded? It sounds like... It kind of sounds like they've tried to trade him, yeah. but it sounds like nobody is interested in trading for him because it sounds like they're not getting anywhere near the return. But mm. to be fair, they gave up, what, three or four first-round picks? So you're not going to get three or four for him, but even, like, fifth? Uh, yeah, he's gone. I'm taking a fifth. Yeah. Yeah, get something out of him, right? Yeah, so I almost wonder if they would rather keep him just in case it happens again. But if they're not going to trade him and nobody's wanting him, I would just cut him. Yeah, I think that's yeah. probably the most realistic option. I was North talking to, um, to a Patricia Callahan about this because she's got take season tickets for the Niners. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not a Trey Lance guy either, and she was saying that the people he hangs around with aren't exactly the best either. So then that mm-hmm. makes you just kind of wonder and maybe you go, Oh, that kind of explains it. Also, he probably has the worst hairline I've ever seen. Like, I don't know what he's what he's doing. <laughs> Is it worse than LeBron James's? It's almost as bad as Trey Young's. Oh, dude, that was a bad one. Yeah, yeah Trey. Trey needs some. He needs some. He needs. He needs to get that LeBron James treatment. Get them plugged or something. <laughs> I don't know. They, to me, Trey Lance and Trey, and Trey Young have like the same. Same kind of hair. We're just like, all right. So, p- public announcement to all the parents out there don't name your kid Trey. He's going to come out with a busted hairline. There you go. <laughs> Dude, my thing is like, has Jordan taught you nothing? Just shave the head, man. Just let it go. It's this new generation, bro. They don't, they don't want, they don't want to, they don't want to go bald. They want to maintain that hairline as long as possible. It's all right, dude. Uh, go Kobe, <laughs> go Jordan. They sh- they've shown it. Shave the head. Even though uh, Kobe with the, the little afro was amazing. Yeah, Kobe oh, yeah. with the fro was same animal, different beast. <laughs> Deadly. Deadly. R.I.P. Kobe. Yes, sir. Actually, I so I'm driving home from work today. You guys might get a kick out of this. There's a purple challenger on this side. Man, mm. I slowed down a little bit because it got in front of me. He has a big yellow 24 on like the back bumper. So his whole car is dedicated to Kobe. But then I'm like, I got to speed up and see what's on this guy's hood. 
nothing. Literally just 24 on the back. I'm like, you couldn't at least do you put a big eight on the hood or something or it's a work, it's a work in progress, Dom. It's a work in progress. He's building it out. It's his project. <laughs> it might be, but it doesn't look very good. It, it'll get there. That's what they that's what they said about Kobe's game year one, but then look, turn into the black mamba. I don't think I was alive year one of Kobe's game. <laughs> Damn, it made me feel old. I was about to say I was five the year he was drafted. Because that was, was what, 90, 96? 96, yeah. Was not alive yet, no. 96 was a good year to draft in, in the NFL and in the NBA. That's like the golden year of drafting. I was not alive for either. <laughs> Missed out, Dom. I'm just kidding. You grew Did up I? on it. It's all right. You grew up yeah. on the players. You, you guys were watching what's already in there. And what's already in their prime? Oh, KG. Yeah. Uh, KG I, I grew KG up on so KG. I've got I've got my KG jersey. Um, we used to ask the question if we could have or like play like a dream team for golf. I I always pick KG because I want him to trash talk me. Just <laughs> to say I've like experienced it. Now that more players are talking about it, I don't think I want to experience it. Um, but like I do want him to like yell at me just for like a minute and then just be like, hey, you're okay. KG was a different trash. They don't make him like that anymore, dude. And if they, I don't think any of the NBA players can handle that. No, and like when I was little, I vividly remember having like four KG posters. I think I had two jerseys in every Timberwolves color, so I had two black, two blue, two white. Um, I had a Magic Shaq jersey, like with pinstripes. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. And then I haven't followed basketball since. Ever since then, it's just been like kind of boring. I hate to say it, but like it's just not the same. There aren't as many characters. And if there are characters, they're kind of like clowned on, which doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, none of them back it up the way that those players did. I mean, like the trash talking that KG did, he would back it up with this game. The trash talking that Dennis Rodman did and all the clown antics he did, he backed it up with this game. Yeah, you get all the John Morants nowadays. Yeah, they try to they try to act tough, and then it's like nothing happens. It's like okay. I heard somebody say that he's hustling backwards. Yeah, no, yeah. that's a basically. Oh man, yeah, talk about being a knucklehead. That kid, sheesh. All the talent in the world, like when the Wolves played them in the playoffs, I'm like, I don't mind losing him. You know, young kid, young team. And then you're like, oh, he likes to play with guns on Instagram. And you're just like, ah, yeah, maybe I do mind losing to him. Yeah. Or in like a strip club or whatever he was in. Well, yeah, he's yeah. done it. He's done it multiple times. The first time was at the strip club and then the freaking moron trying to be gangster on Instagram live. And then fighting a teenager or whatever he did. I don't know. That guy's just like all over the place. Yeah. He's... Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to hear Nike cutting his deal, man, because first shoe, and that's the publicity he got with, with the launch of the shoe. So yeah. I do not doubt that contract getting voided very soon. Yeah, I wonder if they'll ever renew it. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with like Anta or some overseas brand like that. I think that's where Kyrie went was Anta, but I think he's like a creative director or something. Yeah, have you have you actually checked them out? What they look like? Um, I've followed Anta for a while. Um, I haven't seen what his shoe is supposed to look like, but 
Um, there's a lot of cool shoes that they've done. I know uh, Eric Ellington is actually with um, what company? It's some Japan or some Chinese overseas company that makes basketball shoes. But with Eric Ellington, I was being a skateboarder. They made him a skate shoe, and those are sweet. And I can't think of the company. Find out. Is the Kyrie's actually aren't that bad? All right, so let's see. Is that where Reeves went, or he signed with? Because he signed with a like a Chinese brand, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a different one as well, but those look pretty good. Oh, um, yeah, Ellington is uh, with Ling Ning or Lightning. That's uh, Lightning. It's uh, D Wade was there and everything, and um. Mm-hmm believe the d wade brand is living on with um d'angelo russell which is interesting hmm. yeah that's another interesting individual in the nba i know i loved him on the wolves but like the wolves are just such a dysfunctional dumpster fire it's not, not even worth it and Derek loves basketball so the fact that he's not here he's going to be kicking himself because I feel like whenever I talk about basketball, he kind of rolls his eyes. Cause I don't know anything past like Kevin Garnett. Um, other than like Anthony Edwards is like the future for the Timberwolves. And I hate Rudy Gobert, but I feel like that's every Timberwolves fan for the most part. Yeah. That guy gets no love anywhere. We'll we'll find a way to get Edwards off your hands guys. Don't worry. He'll come to LA. Probably. It's it's going to come a time where AD and LeBron are gone, and we need to go get that star, and it's probably going to be Edwards. Uh, well, I just can't think of anyone else that can carry the Lakers' name, and he's he's a pretty good up and coming baller, so I, he can hoop. Edwards, yeah, yeah, dude, the dude's a bucket, like, and he has so much fun with it. There was um an interview, and they were uh, there. This is during the All Star break. And they're pulling up from half court and just randomly shooting just to like have fun with it. And somebody makes and Edwards goes, wow, that was all the way from over there. And he threw it on like just some kind of random country name. And they're Mm -hmm. like, is that a real place? And Edwards goes, yeah, I think so. And then just kind of walks away and it left everybody speechless that some random country. And then he pulls up and just drains it. And you're just like, gosh because i remember when he was the whole draft thing they were like yeah does he serious about basketball is he rather do this and i was like i don't know i just know the wolves are going to take somebody that won't matter being the wolves and then they took him and i was like watch him go play football now or whatever (laughs) or not be serious and now he's like one of the rising stars in the nba which is kind of cool sucks that he's stuck with us but i'm happy like I said yeah it sucks seeing that good player even though it's uh, your hometown team kind of waste their career there sometimes that's how I felt with KG you know you make it so far and then you're just like ah we're never going to get back to the finals and then I was like oh you trade him like I nobody here hates Kevin Garnett for requesting a trade we all got it we all understood it I just hate it because I the, the story at least that we were fed that he was like literally like hours away from becoming a Laker. And I would have loved seeing KG as a Laker, man. But when he went to the Celtics, I I never, I always loved the way that he played, but he went to the Celtics. That's the one sin we won't forgive in LA. (laughs) It's the Celtics, (laughs) man. Yeah. In Minnesota, what we were told is that he just, like in his soul, he wanted to win a championship and he had like go soul searching. And I was like, 
I get it. Like, I get it. And then I remember him going to Celtics, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that was a team. Because again, <laughs> young Dom only cared about Timberwolves. Keep that mentality, dude. Yeah, and if it, I'm like, if it's not Kevin Garnett, Wally Zerbiak, or name another Timberwolf, I did not know. I, I think we're gonna end up pressing off Brandon from Duffin. <laughs> we're talking shit about the Celtics. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't even know if he likes basketball. Oh really? I have, well, I good have for no him. idea. Dude, if he's from Boston, he's diehard Boston everything. So the even if they don't know much about the sport it's like oh from boston we're gonna rep it and we're gonna rock it well if that's the case the bruins suck the patriots suck um <laughs> the red sox smash um there's another team oh this no it's pittsburgh never mind <laughs> i think that's all the boston teams that i can think of I forgot what their lacrosse team name is but yeah they we can throw them in there as well oh god <laughs> We had a lacrosse team in Minnesota. I don't know what happened to them, but we had a team. I think they were the Swarm. I don't know what they are now. I know there was like there was a fraction with uh, with lacrosse. There was like Major League Lacrosse and then the Professional Lacrosse League or something like that. So they even had like a thirty for thirty on it. They were going through the the whole separation of it. So probably happened there, man. Okay. Okay. There we go. Hey, man, if it's sports, I'll figure a way to learn it, talk about it, get into it, man. Uh, for real. No, that's true. You're going to have to catch me up to speed on cricket, man, because I watch that sometimes. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Dude, the, the thing about cricket is when they go into those matches that last like three or four days, that's where it's like, no, bro. that I'm Yeah, not, I don't know how. That stuff's wild to me. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not watching a team three to four days. Do they even have teams or is it just like a group of guys that go out and like swap balls with bats? Oh, it's a big deal, man. Like my, the company I work for, we have um, a big chunk of our small, medium business sales team is based out of Pakistan. And man, that is, um, that is life for them. So like for our, for our revenue kickoff, we were kind of honoring the best salespeople. And then when it came to, honoring our PK team, our Pakistan team, we decided to get um, to use that app Cameo and get Cameos for for all the best salespeople. And I swear Cameo is made up in Pakistan of all cricket or former cricket players. And it, they just lost it when the, you had these apparently like their heroes calling them out and giving them a shout out for a great year in sales. Like people were sending out to their entire family that they got shouted out by XYZ cricket player out there. So, yeah, it is a different beast. Do you think cricket players are just like loaded like NBA players are in in their countries? I mean, like some of the some of the uh, locations where they were filming the cameos, I, I didn't even know who those people were because that was one of my projects. I needed to get all that squared away um, for our RKO. So I was reaching out to these people, getting the cameo set up. And they were filming in their in their homes, I guess. But some of these places look like freaking palaces. I was like, all right. Uh, versus out here in the States, we had John Smoltz do one for our best U.S. salesperson out of his basement in a white T-shirt and his jersey in the background. Yeah, I couldn't even wear like a Braves jersey or anything. 
No, no, he was just, it looked like literally he had just gotten up and said like, oh, I got to do this cameo. And he did his thing. Really nice cameo he did for, for our best sales rep. But it was like a little effort into this guy. <laughs> I got my buddy one of those for his birthday when I did uh, Jason Muse. He's uh, like the actor comedian. Yeah. Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Yeah. So I got him to do that. And he says Nucci Boochies or whatever. Nucci's. And or Snoogans and stuff like that. And he was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I was like, good, because I spent money on it. Those things are not cheap, man. No, if I had known that, I wouldn't have gone into it. But I was like, ah, he's going to love it. So it was one of those things where I'm like, worth it. You committed. You got to go 100%. Yeah, I did. And I was like, I shouldn't have. But I was like, ah, it's his birthday. Let's let's the males get him Jason Muse and. I thought it'd be cool if Kevin Smith did it and then just didn't say anything. Just like a minute of silence. <laughs> Maybe light up a cigarette and that's really about it. Or he pulls out the boom box and puts a song on. <laughs> that that would be freaking awesome. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. So to have Jay and Silent Bob do one of those, yeah, I could definitely see where that would be a highlight of the day at least. You heard him yeah, talk about uh, he wanted to do... Um, he wanted us one of Prince's songs in his movie, so we had to call Prince. Have you not heard that before? I'm trying to remember if I heard that one because it rings a bell. I think it might have been on the Smodcast, but no, go ahead. I, I don't remember. So he that. was. This was like stand up because this is before he lost all of his weight, so it's a little bit of an older clip, and. Mm-hmm. He was saying that he had to call Prince's office and then they keep telling like, hey, Prince is going to call you in like 17 minutes or just something like very on the dot because that's just how Prince was. I remember this. And he goes and the parents said, hey, what's your phone number? Prince will call you at home. He goes, oh, my God, Prince is going to call me. So Prince calls him at his house and he goes, hello, Kevin. And then uh, Kevin goes, Prince. And he goes, what do I call you? Do I call you Prince? Do I call you artist? Do whatever. And then they go, he's back to Prince now. Because Prince was, um, at one point, the artist formerly known as Prince during his record label uh, dispute. Um, We love Prince in Minnesota. He is our king. Um, And basically, Prince goes on and recites, like, the movie Dogma. But, like, Kevin goes, he describes Dogma, but not how Kevin had written it. And very, like, godly evangelical this prince is a little nutty um they end up having this big conversation and friend and kevin goes i never even asked prince if i could use his song and <laughs> it was supposed to be jay and silent bob um i think it was like the most beautiful girl it's when shannon walks out uh for the first time and right he ends up calling prince back and prince says no and he goes, I just, I don't like it, blah, blah, blah. And the whole thing is like led up to be like, yeah, this Prince song is going to be his movie and Prince just shuts it down and goes, not a chance. And then supposedly he had filmed an entire documentary for Prince that will never see the light of day. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Prince has like millions of songs that have not been released. I shouldn't say millions, but he's got a lot of music that is just in a vault somewhere with his estates and that documentary is probably in there. Yeah, well, I heard there was some huge legal battles going on with that right now because they were trying to release some of that music. Yeah, there are also a lot of legal battles over what 
would be split up between the siblings, which I think was settled in terms of like his fortune, fortune, um, and stuff like that. I think they finally got that figured out. But yeah, chances are we'll never get a lot of new Prince music, which is kind of sad. But been to the house. That's pretty cool. How was that, man? Is it a tour or you just get to walk it on a certain path and that's really about it? Or how did it work out? So it's it's kind of crazy. So my mom and I did the um, the really expensive high-end tour. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it was like a three or four hour tour. And basically when you get there, they take your phone and you put it in like a locked pouch. Mm-hmm. So you can't take pictures. You can't take videos. It's super private. And with the higher intro that we did, we actually heard unreleased music. We saw where he mixed everything. We watched him like perform. We saw some of his cars um, before he had passed. He had a partnership with Yamaha. So there was a piano in one of the recording studios. And the story goes that he hated the color of the piano. And they were in the process of sending it back. But when he died, he had left a hat on the piano and they have not touched the hat since he died so prince hates the piano and now one of his hats on it forever so it to me that was kind of funny even though it really shouldn't have been this funny as i thought it was um we held some of his guitars uh we held one of the last guitars he was given which is straight up just purple carbon fiber which is wild that they let people just hold it um it was super cool we saw they do little exhibits within the tour right so when we went, it was Prince's shoe collection. So we saw shoes from like Bat Dance, Purple Rain, um, all these crazy shoes. And Prince being a little man, his feet were tiny. So all these shoes were custom made. And that's the one thing I bummed that they didn't let us take pictures of. Uh, at the end of the tour, they're like, hey, you can go in this big room where he would perform. His Sky Blue Bentley was in there. The Purple Rain motorcycles were in there. So I have pictures of all of that, but like, I just want to take pictures of Prince's shoes because they were so cool. Like there's Batman and stuff like that, that he did the soundtrack for. And it's a super cool experience. We were the only people from Minnesota that were doing the tour. Hmm. Everybody else is in town? Yeah, there were people from like North Carolina and people that like flew in to um, kind of experience it that just love Prince. So my mom had wanted to do it for a few years and I was like, Hey, I'm off this day. Let's do a tour. So she and I went and yeah, it was super cool. And especially if you like Prince, um, I guess they're saying Paisley park every, not every, I think it's like every Friday night they do, um, like an all night party and it's something Prince would do. He would bring in like local guests or Prince would perform all night. That's freaking awesome. Man. Yeah. Yeah, you have to honor him that way, right? Just yeah. keep the party going. Yeah, no, it's dope. I like that. Yeah, they're they're saying that he would play his music so loud from his uh, recording studio that it would vibrate. So we had custom speakers put into the room, um, but it would rattle so hard that across the hall is like the bathroom for men and women. Tiles mm-hmm. would fall off that bathroom because of how loud Prince would play his his mixes. And I can only imagine walking in while Prince is recording or mixing, and then you just, you know, you're taking a leak, and then just the tile falls off. It's like, Prince is here. <laughs> now that's a random thought right there, Dom. I know, right? But it is cool, because you, you walk in, and it's all painted like the Raspberry, uh, Raspberry Beret music video, where it's all sky blue with clouds. Mm-hmm. 
that's what it's like. And I was like, that is wild. That's definitely a bucket list item to go check out. Do you ever get a chance yeah. to see Prince live? No, I didn't, unfortunately. Um, another cool thing with Paisley Park is they always have, so he's a big basketball guy. Yep. So he loved, loved the Lynx, loved the Wolves. When the Lynx mm-hmm. were winning, he, he had invited them over. He made them pancakes and everything, just like the Dave Chappelle skit. <laughs> um, he made them pancakes and everything, and then he played ball with them one-on-one. Because um, in, in Paisley Park, he had a basketball court. This is why one knees mm-hmm. Prince. Um, in the same kitchen, they have one of the championship games on a loop. So it's always the Lynx winning. Oh, shit. Mm, dang. No offense, but you know he was hardcore into basketball if he has the WNBA on a loop or they have it in a loop. Yeah. Well, the Lynx were dominant for a few years here, and then it, it just kind of stopped, which, I mean, it happens, but... Mm-hmm. And last time I checked, you guys stole the Minnesota team, so... Whoa, 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 whoa. It kind of worked out, though. It did. <laughs> You got your but Timberwolves. The, we got our Lakers out of it, so it all works out. I mean, you. How many lakes you guys have? Believe it or not, we have a couple of lakes. Not as many as you guys, but we do have. Yeah, lakes. yeah. I'm about to say there's, there's there's quite a few lakes out here in California, but what, like ten. I, I, I don't think know. often fine they'll make up one of your lakes, but hey, we have some. Yeah, we have it's the true. ocean. Okay, so. That's fair. We have eleven thousand something lakes. Like, and then well, like the Great Lakes are kind of like an ocean, you know. Mm. That I mean, is ships true. go like, ships go missing in Lake Superior all the time. Do they really? I shouldn't say all the time, but yeah, there have been some like. Oh, like, like if you ever, no, if you ever get bored, you could look up like Lake Superior shipwrecks. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. No, I, I, when I when I flew in to, to Milwaukee, I was just like we we looked down from like the plane and you see the big old lake, and it does look like the the ocean. It just goes out, and you're like, "Are you guys sure that's a lake? Like that seems kind of big." When we flew in because we flew into SFO, I looked out the window and I looked at Derek. I'm like, "That's a big lake." And he kind of <laughs> looked at me like you didn't just say that out loud. I was like, I "Sure did, I sure did." <laughs> Oh man, yeah. SFO is an interesting airport, man. Sometimes it sounds like you guys didn't have any issues, but the fog oh, gets so thick. And you had SFO. issues. Oh, did you guys? Oh yeah. So how long were you guys waiting to actually land or take off? Uh, we landed straight away. The issue we had was we didn't know where to pick up. So like, I had my camera bag. As my carry on, because we flew Southwest mainly just because of all the bags we had, and I didn't want to pay extra. Yeah. Um, so I had my camera bag as my carry on, and then we had to find our suitcases that we checked, and then our actual golf clubs. And we're fo- like, I'm following Derek, and he goes, "Yeah, the latest is right over there." So we walk all the way down, and we're like, "It's not over here." And Derek goes, "Oh, it's over there." So we walked all the way back, got the golf clubs, and then. Basically, we we rented a car for the week, and we rented the one we we rented from the one car company that wasn't on airport grounds. So then we have to find the shuttle to the car lot, and we're like wandering around. I'm getting kind of grumpy because I've got my forty pounds worth of camera stuff, my suitcase, and then my golf clubs, and I'm wearing Crocs. So like at this point, I'm just I'm ready to turn on and go home. Like 
scrap it, put me on a plane, I'll fly back. Um, so we're walking around and it's cold. Like nobody told me it was going to be cold in San Francisco. So I'm in shorts and a t-shirt and we finally got directions and they're like, Hey, if you walk down, go outside and then wait at this corner, the car will come and get you. I was like, this is not a good idea. Sketchy. (laughs) Right. So we're waiting there with a group of people and then they leave us because they're like, ah, you got big bags. We'll come back for you. So I'm shivering through through one of our shindig hoodies on and I'm like, we're just going to hang out here. And we finally get picked up for the shuttle. We get finally get dropped off at the car place. We get the car and Derek's like, should we get a challenger? I'm like, Derek, get an SUV. <laughs> so then we finally go to the Airbnb and then on the way back, we get dropped off. Um, by the same company they're like yeah if you go this way this way and this way you'll just hop on the tram and you'll go and i was like i feel like that's easier said than done so again big camera bag golf club suitcase and this is earlier in the morning so again i'm not a morning person so i'm a little crabby we're walking around and then the same people that dropped us off are like hey you guys made the wrong turn it's you take the elevator so we take the elevator we get to the tram and then the trams are packed. So again, suitcase, golf clubs. I'm like hugging my golf clubs. Just like stay up, right? I'm like, I don't, somebody's still in my bag. I don't care. Just like, don't touch my clubs. <laughs> and we finally get to where we're supposed to get off. And then we're finally just like ready to go. So we go down the escalator, which is weird. Um, find the counter, we put everything together. And the lady goes, oh, are you can we like are you sure you want to put the clubs i was like take the fucking clubs put them on the plane get me home and she's asking me all these questions like oh if it's overweight blah 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 and i'm like we flew with them here like made them put the stuff on it i'm like take them just take them so i get home and you know what I didn't do to my golf clubs? You know, like you have these big cases you put them in with like compression traps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess who didn't clip in their golf bag? Oh, shit. Me. Guess who covered Duh. their golf clubs in suitcases and jackets? Me. So I got all the way home and realized I never even clipped in my golf clubs. They were just in the bag loose. I'm like, well, mm. that's pretty neat, I guess. But like, golf clubs and then there's like sweatshirts all over in the bag my jackets all over my second golf bag is in there like it was just a wild and then of course with our little flag things that we had going i had like 15 of like just like the shafts in there and i now realize thinking about it i don't know where i put those shafts so who knows where they are um (laughs) but i'm just just gonna play a game of find the shaft I'm going to have to, yeah. Um, but I'm just like, I don't ever want to travel golf clubs again, but I'm excited to do it again at the same time. Just like, it's such a hassle. Yeah. Hey, next, next time, couple couple lessons learned. I suppose a pain in the ass, especially because we were closer to San Jose. San Jose Airport, if you can find a flight that's direct or even just a one-stop, totally worth it over having to deal with SFO. The San Jose airport, it's really nice. It's a medium-sized airport. In and out, you don't have to worry about any of that drama. 
it's super chill. I love flying into to San Jose whenever I have meetings out there. Or even, believe it or not, Oakland. Oakland is a lot less of a hassle. SFO, the only reason you really want to fly in there is because you have the straight direct flight and it's you just want to avoid that layover anywhere. Um, the only time it's worth the extra headache that SFO is. Because you're, you're lucky you didn't have any of the, the fog delays. SFO is infamous because the fog is so freaking dense that planes cannot take off or land. I've been stuck on that runway for two to three hours just to fly to LA, which is a 40 minute flight, just because the fog was so dense. It is not a fun airport, man. So again, me not being a morning person and me being the one in charge of the flights and everything, we didn't leave Minnesota or Minneapolis until like 11 a.m. So we didn't get San Francisco until like 4 p.m. And I'm like, I can't imagine there's any fog at 4 p.m. Oh, dude. I didn't. All the time. Well, I didn't know that. Nobody, nobody tells me this. Um, you got to check with the with with the California peeps, dude. Come on, yeah, you did Jordan did. give you up? No, come no, on, Jordan. Is, what are you doing, this man? Is, this is news to me. So, yeah, this was news. Uh, they had told me that Kate. Hey, uh, did you guys meet Luke from Backblast at all? Um, I don't think so. Big dude with a mustache who had the nuke after. No, I can see that. No. Oh, well, anyways, Luke flew from, I think is in San Diego. And then he flew to um, San Jose. Mm-hmm. And then he basically Ubered to Airbnb and then walked to Costco to pick up seltzers. So I should have gone that route. Ah, dude. Yeah, San yep. Jose airport is just like a giant hallway. Like you just jump off, walk out, you're, you're in and out. Yeah, That's how MSB is. Yeah, those are the best. SFO SFO and LAX are some of the worst airports in California, dude. It's just so freaking chaotic. With LAX, just because there's so many freaking people and trying to get in and out of the airport is just nuts, dude. If you can avoid LAX, avoid it the best you can. If there's no other option, just be patient and know you're going to be in for a, a lot longer of a commute than you were expecting. So many so MSP has two terminals. So there's terminal one or terminal A, terminal B, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. I always fly out of the small terminal. So you just literally you walk in, you drop your bags, you go through security, and then it's just a long hallway of planes departing. And you're just like easy on, easy off. And then when you leave, you just walk out like uh like these glass doors and you go pick up your bag and then you leave. Super easy. Yeah, I, I love airports like that. I mean I don't travel as much as I used to before, but yeah, man, I would always find for the hacks what's the easiest airport. If I can find like the smaller regional ones whenever I had to fly in somewhere, I would always use that instead of having to deal with some of the bigger ones, especially if it's just carry-on luggage. Like, screw it. I'd rather do one layover, get into an easy airport to land to get the heck out of Dodge as soon as possible, get into my Uber or Lyft and just get to my hotel. But, we had a... Uh... We had a layover in Denver both ways, which was kind of fun. Um, the second, so when, when we were going home, we we kind of just sat down right in front of the window and we could see the bags get loaded. And at one point I was like, those are my golf clubs. Not realizing that I didn't clip them in and they just go, yoink. And I was like, well, oh, thank God mine's in the hard shell. Like, hold it. Yeah, Hector actually had a, a traumatic event. He did the same thing and he saw his 
his bag fall off, I think, off the conveyor belt. And then the guy oh, picks no. it up and just chucks it there. And he's like, those are my fucking golf clubs. I was like, dude, they're not going to listen to you. Yeah, because uh, he would take his golf clubs, if I remember correctly. I think he had he was out doing a project out in Texas, if I remember. but Or it could have been Denver as well. Uh, but, yeah, he was telling me about that. He wanted to go down there and go at it with the bag handler. Yeah, I remember. So, like, I have a big, like, Oakley suitcase, and it's just black and then red wheels. One, it's easy for me to find during the the pickup because it's, like, how many of them have red wheels other than my bag? Um, I remember I'm, like, Derek's – I think Derek was, like, on the phone at this point. And I'm, like, that's my golf clubs. And then they looked at it just went on the plant. And I was, like, at least they're getting home. Like, like, they're replaceable. But, like, eh, they'll make it home. I think if you're done with your golfing, it doesn't hurt as much. You just want them to get in the same condition you load them up with to your golf event. They make it back home in one piece. Great. If not, all right, screw it. It is what it is. That Those are the perils of traveling with golf clubs. But yeah, yeah. more my reason to buy just, new clubs. Yeah. My fear was just making it to San Francisco and then making it home. Like if they make it home, I'm okay. I can replace a head. I can replace a shaft. It's not the end of the world. Just as long as I don't get lost because I'm not buying a whole new set. Yeah, and trying to go through um, the claim through the airline, forget about it, man. I think it takes forever. Yeah, I kind of figured that. I'm just like, ah, I'd rather just like beg on Instagram for a new set. <laughs> get, get Dom new clubs program. Or just DM every club company I know. Hey, there you yeah. go. You can start using the uh, partnership with Sticks. Hey, there we go. I know. I know the CEO. It's coming on the pod. Sticks. September. Boy, Dom. Well, they did. I have two sets. Well, but those are you're using them for those events, right? So yeah. Where's your, where's your personal bag? We, now we got to get yours. Well, see, I have mine. I have the. Uh, I have all my stuff's cold, brother than my driver, my wedges. Always test the waters. Check out the stakes gear. I'm going to have to because I I want to play just to see what they're like. So I'm not a big fan of irons with the graphite shafts. And that's what they have. Mm. But like they look super nice. So I want to take them out, play a little bit, just kind of get a feel for them. I don't think they'll get too mad at me for that. Because um, technically they sent us lightly used sets or gently used sets. So really they're meant to get screwed up anyways. Well, there you go. Give them around. See what you think. I'm going to have to, and then I'll have to talk about it with uh, Gabe. Gabe's the CEO. There you go. Yeah. You could send some our way, too. We'll test them out. <laughs> We're playing Tory Pines in, in a few weeks, so if you want to send some clubs out so we can show them off at Tory Pines, we're, we're more than happy to, as Raul likes to say, hack at some grass. Yeah. Uh, the sticks putter is like super nice looking. Like I really like the shape of it. And I was like, this might go in my bag. They might not get one. <laughs> Let's take a look at that one. Is it, is it a mallet putter or? It's like a hybrid. It's like a little bit bigger than a mallet, but it's not a mallet. Hmm. Interesting. I'm seeing it right now. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, uh, I've seen people using them, but I haven't like actually held any in my hands because you said that it's direct to consumer right they don't they don't actually like have them in stores anywhere no yeah it's uh dct mm, okay 
Yeah, so it's kind of like a half moon design to it. I'm seeing it now. Yeah, it's like really nice. It's got a good weight. Uh, this is my first time holding them as well. The wild part is he's like, yeah, they'll be gently used clubs. I had to unwrap the three wood. It was still wrapped in plastic. Like the head was still plastic wrapped. The grip was still plastic wrapped. I was like, there's no way this is a gently used club. I, I, I don't buy it. But I'm very happy that they did and that they wanted to partner with us on this. And super exciting. Hmm. Yeah, no, they, I mean, I remember reading about them a while back, but yeah, their designs are pretty sharp. Yeah, I think for like the wedges, they sent 52, 56, and 60 as well. And I was like, that's what I have in my bag. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> it's calling your name, dude. Come on. Just, I was about to say, there's going to be a swap there, Dom. <laughs> That somebody might get to test out some like really nice clubs and then they'll be me with my sticks. Not saying that they're not really nice, but like I've got like a custom wedge and everything, and I'm like, I don't want to give that up yet. Hey, well, remember, you can always have the mixed bag, keep keep the stuff you like and try out some of the other stuff. That's true. That's true. Don't tempt me because they might get mad at me. Don't tempt me. Don't, don't worry, sticks. The, 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 the clubs will make it to where they need to go. We're just joking. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're already in the basement. I physically already have them. Like, they're delivered today. <laughs> there you go, man. We're gonna need a. We're gonna need to see a club review, Dom. Let it. Let us know how they. How they. How they feel. They feel nice. The driver's a little too high of a degree for me, mm-hmm. but like they look really nice. Yeah, I'm checking them out right now. They look, yeah. they look nice. Yeah, they sent... It's like a 14-club bag. So it has driver, 3-wood, 5-wood, 4-hybrid. And then I think it's 5 through 9-iron, 3-wedges, and then the putter. Mm. I'm seeing it. It's interesting. They throw in the 5-wood in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't look at anything before it came. I was looking through the bag. I was like, okay, three wood. And I was like, five wood. And I kept digging. I'm like, four hybrid. What is this? Yeah, the five wood and the four hybrid being tossed in that set. That's, a, that's an interesting move. Yeah. Bang for your buck. Feels pretty good. Yeah, because I mean, out the door, well, retail price on it, $9.99, 14 clubs, including the bag. So it's not awful. Huh? Oh, the, actually, the bag's pretty nice. I like yeah. I like the bag. I'm checking it out right now. Yeah, the bag has some weather sealed compartments as well. Yeah, I like that. Hmm. It's like I'm pretty surprised. I asked them to send bags just because I don't have two bags laying around. Mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, you want to throw in a couple bags? He's like, We can do that. And I was like, Easy peasy. And they came in the bag already and super nice. Like, I shouldn't say I'm surprised just because having the conversation with them. I'm like, it's definitely quality driven. But for the price, I'm very impressed. Yeah. Yeah, no, this, this looks, this, these look pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm on their website right now. I'm just kind of checking them out. Well, like for that price, like that's what I spent on my irons alone. So for somebody new to the game, they get... Irons, drivers, both woods, and a hybrid, and a putter, plus a bag. 
like that's what I spent on my irons alone was like a grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The nice yeah, thing is a really good entry level price. Mm-hmm. They have a couple of options. You don't even have to go with the 14 club. You can go with nine club to get you started. I mean, like under seven hundred dollars, six ninety nine. Mhm. It's a nice setup. Yeah. Good job, Stick. Shout out to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought they were sending us. Were like the more like entry the level. They call it. <laughs> yeah. And then they, I got like the confirmation email that said two fourteen club sets, and I was like, "What? Like that's crazy!" And then of course they include the price on there, and I was like, "That's even crazier." <laughs> Yeah, no, they, they, yeah, like Raul said, they have all sorts of different combos that you can go through. Like their website, you can get like an 11 club set. You can just do the irons, a nine club set. They really kind of give you different options if you want, if you're trying to get into the game for the first time and like mix it up. I know my buddy has a set. Yeah. I just, we, he and I just, our schedules haven't lined up yet to go play, but. Mm-hmm. He bought a set. He actually bought them on sale. And I was like, the fact that they go on sale is crazy because really they don't have to, but they do. Um, <laughs> so he, he said they were pretty nice. So I have a box of actually Odin balls for him. I remember where I put them. They're somewhere. Um, <laughs> do they do but, the uh, going out of sale? Um, <laughs> going out of business sale, but they're not going out of business. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it was probably just like some... And a holiday sale, I'm sure. Yeah, no, that's that's a joke that Raul and I like to to say all the time because we feel like certain places are always having a sale. We're like, what? Well, how? Yeah, was it that uh, Bed Bath and Beyond has been like going out of business for like three years now, and their sales been going on for like three years? Yeah, yeah, basically. Hey, Raul, did you see on their website? Sticks has a 70 degree wedge. We need to we need to get hex on hex on that. What? Tell me why that's the image that I have here, and I was just waiting for you guys to wrap it up so I can <laughs> shout out Sticks for having a 70-degree wedge. Our boy Hex yeah. needs that bag. I need I, that. I don't know this about Hex, but Hector, he has a thing about, like, insane lofted wedges. I think right now he has a bomb tech, like, 68-degree, which he freaking adores. And he just wants to flop shot everything, man. So seeing a 70-degree yeah. wedge... Yep, that is, has his name all over it. So I was trying to hit a flop when the group of us were playing at Shrunken, and I very nearly took somebody's head off because I bladed it. <laughs> um, however, a couple weeks before, we were invited out to play um, Reagan's, which is a resort here. It's, a, it's about an hour and a half from here. It's in Brainerd. And the ball was just like tucked up perfectly. But I remember Beard had posted a video on Sucker Pen. So I'd ask him how to hit a flop shot, and he goes, what you do? You take a club. And then you swing that bitch as hard as you can. Just open the face up. And I that was going through my head. I'm like, okay, I'm either going to kill Derek or <laughs> this ball is going to go up and come straight down. And luckily it was a ladder, the two. The ball went straight up, straight down. And then like I putted for par. And it was beautiful. It was like literally like a two-foot putt. But I'm like, I want to finish the hole. So when we were playing Shrunken, I was like, cool, I can just open up my 60. I'll get right down on it and I'll just flop it up bladed it shot the ball probably 400 yards over the green i was like it's gone i'm not even gonna go look for it it's just gone dude that is my biggest issue that's why i hate flop shots i i i think in my entire golfing career i've hit maybe like 
three good flop shots and everything else just gets bladed to like two holes down. So nope, I, I'm not a flopper, man. I'd rather do a freaking hit, bump and run or something. I yeah. No, sloppy name. Steve, but flop with a 70 degree club. What's that? But with a 70 degree club, on the other oh, hand, you know, you might <laughs> So shout out sticks. Let's let's send Raul a seventy degree club, and we'll we'll go do some yeah. videos about him. <laughs> uh, you guys better be filming from behind because uh, that's definitely going to be some issues for ankles and uh, kneecaps. We oh, should ask dude. for uh, we should ask for four of them. I can have one. You guys can have one. Then we get one for Hector, and dude, we can see who who can hit it the best. That Damn. would be awesome. I am literally looking to purchase one and they're freaking sold out for 99 bucks for a wedge that ain't bad either 70 degree wedge for 99 bucks unfortunately they're sold out but uh let, let's go ahead and add our name to the wait list here <laughs> gabe we need the 70 degree <laughs> yeah shout out gabe where you at man <laughs> somewhere near chicago that's all i know all right so so the the email has been added to the restock list so hopefully they'll they'll hit us up soon that they have the 70 degree wedge in stock so we can uh, take out some ankles or at least on my I end saw, i saw on, on uh, instagram before the shindig somebody has a 69 degree wedge and it's meant to be like a party joke yeah. i'm like we should get some of those like the winning team that way they get a 69 <laughs> degree wedge and now i can't find it because i kind of want one <laughs> I do not. Now there goes a new mission, 69 degree wedge. I was like, this is so dumb, but like, I am so into it just for the fact that it's 69 degrees. Oh, dude. Yeah, that. uh, There you go. 69 degrees by 69 golf. Yeah, that sounds right. (laughs) Actually, it's not a bad looking wedge. 69 degree wedge, but <laughs> I just why? Why? <laughs> That's the only thing I'm asking for. <laughs> why not? It's the people that want the flop shot, bro. <laughs> oh man. I, I dude, there's people that can pull it off. Sergio does a pretty good job pulling off flop shots, even though he doesn't intend to flop it. He has a good flop shot. Right, I know. And they've done just, that, yeah. He just likes to keep the face open and on everything. <laughs> yeah, no, nine, nine, nine iron flop shots for him. <laughs> Tried that, didn't work. Almost decapitated somebody. <laughs> I feel, I feel like a lot of your shots end with uh, potentially decapitating people. Dom, what's going on? I was watching. I was watching some like good, good with Garrett, and I. He'll like flop shot a seven iron. I'm like, that looks easy. And then I'm like, when I try it, it's it's no, not a chance. That kid's just like a wizard with the clubs. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's a beast. Yeah, he's a beast for sure. And they should just put a freaking uh, warning on anything uh, good, good, where it's like, don't try this at your local golf course. You're gonna end up hurting yourself or somebody else, man. Yeah. Dude, have you seen the shots he does with like the two golf balls, where like he like beams one out and then like Mm -hmm. hits it with a second one. Gosh, man. I can't even hit a green. He's out here hitting a golf ball out of midair. I can't even hit a three wood, dude. Like, it's not happening. Yeah. Oh, three woods. Rough. Though I will say one time it was pretty cool. Raul and I were playing in a in an event. Um, shout out Golf Don Ernie again. We were at his event and we had hit our ball like behind a tree. And I was like, guys, I got it. And they're like, what? 
I was like, three wood. Well, what, what are you going to do with the three wood from here? I was like, check this out. Freaking aimed hella left, sliced the heck out of it, went around the tree, left it like 30 yards short of the green. I was like, told you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 60% of the time, it works all the time. Oh, yeah. You, you know, trees are 90% air. <laughs> and I find that te- I, I find that 10%. Trees are my nemesis. Like water, I'm okay with. I love water features on a golf course. It's trees, man. Trees get me every time. Uh, so before we wrap it up, I played golf like I said Thursday morning. Um, I hit probably the best three wood shot of my life. Like just a sound. And it was just like a nice ball flight. And I swear I got out of nowhere. This tree just whacks it out of the air. And I was like, I was so pissed off. And then like, Telling the story, I, I also want to add, I smoked it right at the tree. Like, I didn't hit the leaves or the branches. I smoked the trunk of the tree. And it ruined my day. Like, just the sound I made, it just went. And I was like, well, that, that sucks. That dense little pop, the like, thunk. Yep. And then you hear it, the ball drop to the ground. And you're just like, well, that's the 10% that's not air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, you got to take that with the... A little bit of badge of honor, man. If you get some uh, some of the bark on your golf ball, it's like, hey, man, tree got in the way. What else can we do about it? And let me tell you, that Odin ball took out like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, Odin balls are no joke, man. I don't, I don't know what Jordan and the crew do to them. They take a beating, man. They really I, I actually, I got one right here. So we made some reels for the shindig. So Jordan wrote shindig on a couple of them. <laughs> so I. I have one and I gave Derek the other one. So it just sits on my desk now to remember that we actually did one. Nice. Yeah, man, they're 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 making it big out here in San Diego. There's a lot of guys starting to starting to play with them. You know, the Hopdons got them out here, got a few friends in our group chat that are that are playing with them. So hey, shout out to Jordan and the crew and you guys for for promoting them. They're they're starting to pop up everywhere, man. It's a good ball. It it truly is a good ball. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could definitely agree with that. Gets the job done. We need Nelson to hop on the bandwagon so we can have a golf ball with a taco on it. That's all I want. It's just a taco. <laughs> taco where's, your, where's Jordan with the custom printing on the on the golf balls? We can get a taco in there. We have he has stuff for like brands. So like we have our own with Safe Bar. It's got the Safe Bar logo on it. And we saw him out there. I don't know. Oh, yeah, you're probably going to find a lot of them around here, too, because I lose them everywhere. Um, <laughs> there's one in the bottom of TPC Twin Cities on 18. Just, hey, there you go, man. You put one of those. You, know, you better believe it. Um, it's like Sucker Pin has their own, Duffin Up has their own, but I hate it because I never hit that ball straight. Um, there's a lot of different companies that they have on there, but I don't think they have like some like I don't think you put tacos all over it. I need to ask Jordan now. He can do it. Yeah, just print tacos all over the thing. I'll get a set. I, lo- I love I love playing with the tailor-maids that have like all the different little logos on there or like the little clip art stuff on there. Look at you, money bags. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I get them on my birthday and Christmas, okay? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, Dom, back to what you and I were talking a little bit earlier when we started talking about shoes but have you been seeing the price of some of these uh tp5 axes with the major logos on it how much they're going for 
they're freaking insane prices. Like somebody selling all four major designs that they did this year, and they were going for like $600 for a dozen of each one of the four majors because those are just the limited releases that TP, uh, that the TP5X comes in. That's dumb. Yeah. Well, dude, they sell out in seconds because I actually I wanted to pick up the um, the the L.A. Country Club logo one. They did a pretty nice design. Box was going for like, I think it was like $54.99 or $59.99, something like that. I was like, yeah, cool. Buy a box. Won't play them. Keep them in the office. Sold out in freaking seconds. And everybody's freaking reselling them after that. Dumb. So, the only yeah. thing I bought this year that is related to a major, I actually have been playing with it. Um, from Jamie a couple episodes ago, I have one of his little ghost guys. Nice. Hmm. That's for the British Open, and then the back, it's got the uh, the jug all over it. And then I got number seventy nine out of one fifty one. I really wanted to uh, DM him for number sixty nine, <laughs> um, but like that's the only thing major related that I purchased, and I just thought it was really cool. The little ghost guy. That's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, I'll support him a little bit. Yeah. Not spending six hundred bucks on golf balls though. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nah. That's what I'm saying. But hey man, um people want to spend that much money on golf balls that you're not gonna use. Hey, more power to you, I guess. Yeah, I need to see six hundred bucks I, I, on I have a sleeve of the mustache ones, the the tailor made ones. I had a whole box, but I played the other three sleeves, but I was like, ooh, this last sleeve I'm gonna hold on to. Does that mean you lost the other three sleeves? Oh, you know it. Oh, you know it. San Marcos, all these other courses around here. Yeah, they got they got they got a mustache tailor meet out there somewhere. <laughs> TP5. Uh Jordan, we need some with food and mustaches, please. Thank you very much. I'll have to drop him a little voice message later. Yeah. It's like 2 a.m. in Germany, but he'll he'll listen to it eventually. Dude, mad, mad respect to him. If you got to get the taco all over, maybe a burger all over, a little sandwich all over, something like that. We're good to go. Mm-hmm. Cool. Damn it. Yeah. Jordan's going to be like, that's a great idea. And then he's going to go, no, we're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll support you, Jordan. Come on. Let's get it done. Yeah, Jordan, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll buy enough to make it worth it. And buy enough, probably a couple boxes, and that's really about it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for hopping on. Uh, great to catch up. Very pumped about your guys' events, and then you were at the charity and everything. Um, yeah, hopefully it all works out, and hopefully a lot of kids get cool little swag boxes, and then, of course, hopefully they all do get the transplants that they need. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you for having us. It's uh, really great catching up. You know, we had a lot of fun the first time around and a lot of fun on this conversation for everyone listening. As you could tell, we talked about golf, maybe 10% of the time, the other 90% <laughs> about, you know, whatever it was. Um, no, so that's what we love about you guys. It's, it's, it's a great time. You get to shoot the breeze and you give us a moment to talk a little bit about uh, what was that? Shoot the breeze. What in the world? And heard that one before? No. I feel like that'd be more more in your neck of the woods saying something like that. No, we say shoot the shit. 
Well, you know, I was trying to keep it PG because we're promoting about kids and stuff like that. But, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That dude. <laughs> that one went out the window earlier. Nah, it's all good. Uh, but no, yeah, man, it, it, it's a great time. We we really appreciate it. And like for those of you guys listening, like we have we have group chats with with Dom and a few of the other guys and. Um, it's not just on the podcast. It, it carries into, into real life, which has probably been the most fun about, you know, starting our business is not just the business side, but just the relationships and the people that we've met. Um, so no, nah, dude, it, it, it goes, it goes beyond the pod. It goes beyond business. It's definitely a friendship and we really appreciate you guys. No doubt. Oh, and sure. I brought it all together to real life and, uh, we're just trying to uh, get ready for the shindig too. But before that, Vegas, dude, that's the action item out of this call, man. We were expecting you in Vegas in January. Yeah. Send me some more deets. I'll see if I can get all my stuff covered and book a flight. We got oh, we're you. Doing we're doing it. We're getting down to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't even started talking about the shindig too yet. So let's not even mention that Jordan and I have, but. Eric has not been involved in those conversations yet. <laughs> He's, his, his sunburn is still recovering. <laughs> so I'm not going to give anything away, but if you've listened this far, we're looking at doing it in Portland. Oregon. Let's go. Let's That'd do it. Fun. I love Portland. Portland is a great city. Shout Never been Portland. there. It's cool, man. It's cool. We wanted to... At least I want to make it like another destination thing where it's like you may want to go to the Pacific Northwest, but you haven't found that excuse. Mm-hmm. This is your excuse. Hey, Dom, I should give you a heads up, bro. When you go to Portland, take a sweater. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> I have one. I have one. There it is. Look at that. There it is. Losegoldfiddles.com, baby. Get on there. Get a hoodie. <laughs> you can use promo code SAFEBAR for $0 off. You're welcome. No, they, uh, I, actually... Yeah, Raul, go ahead. Let him know. No, dude. I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to a recap of the shindig, and you even called it out. I think it was the episode where you guys where you were talking to the guys from uh, Big Choke, the infamous you drinking the Modelo tall can, and I said you're you're part of the Carnasada whenever you come through, dude. So if you're part of the Carnasada, that means you're family, you're familia. So uh, we're throwing a code out. Code is Familia, F-A-M-I-L-I-A, Familia, for 15% off to all the listeners. Because as as Ralph mentioned, part of the the beautiful thing of this pod is it's created families. So uh, we love it. And we want to share that with uh, anybody who wants to be involved with a little bit of Los Golferos. So we'll shoot out the code. You can toss it on the description. But 15% off to all Safe Bar listeners that are now part of the bigger golf familia that we're trying to grow even bigger you got it yeah that's still to this day one of my favorite moments because i at that point i was still kind of that was like my third modello uh <laughs> and i remember just being like tom i'm like who the hell is yelling my name and i look back and it's you guys and i was like let's go <laughs> so the reason the reason i was yelling at you because at first i didn't know it was a modello you were drinking i was like how dare you drink any beer besides the stuff we brought we brought a keg, a pody keg of La Cheve, and you drink something else, and I say, Modelo, and then somebody told me that, they're like, oh, dude, the, the pody keg is tapped already. I was like, all right, cool, we'll let him slide, and that's when I saw you with Modelo, I'm like, eh, he's invited to the carne asada any day of the week. 
Somebody hey. gave me one. I was like, hell yeah. I'll keep drinking these. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. Again, thank you guys. Um, I'll make sure to tag Familia in the uh, in the bio. Uh, I'll add it to our little thing on Instagram as well. But definitely appreciate it. Um, and yeah, next Indig, you guys got to come out, set up shop. Oh, we're there. We're uh, and we're getting the big van just for Ralph. So we're probably gonna drive out there so we can take all the gear. Yeah, man. Need that dad van. <laughs> Get that dad van. Oh, you know it. <laughs> right on. Well, great stuff, Dom. Thanks for having us, man. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Thanks, brother. Much appreciated. Talk soon. Absolutely. Have a good night. You too, brother. Get some sleep. No. <laughs> no. <laughs>